0: Hello, welcome back to the Fusion Podcast. Wow, you're waving, look at that.
1: I'm uh, so excited. This is my first time on the podcast, so
0: I'm happy to be here. You, you, you've jumped in straight away. Oh, wow. well, well, I'm Sam. Um, and uh, I'm Vicky,
1: I'm also part of the Fusion team.
0: Woo! Um, wow, but that, that is the kind of like boldest intro from a team member that we've seen thus far, Vicky. Well, um, bold as well. You, weren't, you weren't hanging around. Um, I was ready. Just get yourself in from like the first the first you know the first opportunity
1: you know, Sam, I, I think i think this is the first time i've been on a podcast ever really i'm very very excited about this
0: oh man i've done i've done quite a lot of my time i i, I mentioned it in the first episode but like when i my first ever podcast i was 14 me and my mate sat in my in my front room um or in my bedroom, I can't remember what it was. And we sat there and we had like, it was like the family laptop, remember that? Like you had, you had the family laptop and we sat there by that and we recorded like a, a 13, 14, 15 minute podcast about American football. Um, both of us are kind of somewhere within the realms of puberty. Um, yeah. So the voices are kind of a bit up and down and it is available on YouTube. Um,
1: oh, maybe we should link that below.
0: I feel like that might be good for like the season finale. Um, so this is season one. And this is going to be episode four.
1: Okay.
0: So when we get to episode six, maybe that's the time to kind of like drop the, um, let's drop it. it's called the Field Golf Fist Pumpers as well, which isn't like a normal name really. Um, but that was my first ever podcast experience. Um, brilliant. So Vicky uh, is joining us today. Um, do you want to tell the boys and girls what we're talking about?
1: I would love to the boys and girls that feels very strange I'm sure they're probably like 21 years old.
0: It felt a bit blue peach.
1: Yeah great so we're talking about preparing for graduation today so as Fusion we often speak into prepping for graduation however as you will be more than aware um, things are looking a little bit different this year and lots of graduations have been cancelled jobs are uncertain so we thought we would bring on a couple of people and maybe jump in the gun here but a couple of people who can speak into that and offer some insights some words of wisdom and some honesty of what life after graduation could look like
0: Mm-hmm. and to do that we have um both nabbed a friend is that fair to say yeah yeah um because we We do recognise that um, both me and you, Vicky, are working for Fusion. um, Our jobs are proper jobs. They are real. um, But they exist within something of a bubble, um, which is to say that um, every morning we come to work and the first thing we talk about is Jesus, pretty much.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I mean, we have devotional and prayer times every day. I don't think most companies have that, do they?
0: And for that reason, we needed some people on this podcast to talk about what it looks like to work in the secular world of professionalism. Um, So that's what we've done. So we've got the very lovely Roz and the very lovely Zoe um, to join us for the next however long this takes. Um, Yeah, so this is always my favourite bit of because I hand over to myself. Um, (laughs) Do you want to do it this time if you want?
1: How do I
0: do it? Well, you just, you just sort of say like, you know, we're going to hand over to, well, I'm going to do it myself now, but you've just got to like hand over to me in, in the, well, actually we've already recorded it. So you've got to hand over to me in the past, but also in the future for the purposes of this video. Say, so,
1: and we are going to hand over to, that feels very strange though.
0: Yeah, but you can do it. You just need to say it. you just need to say it over to you and then and leave it there. You can do it. Come on. This is your first podcast.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll give it a go. Cool. So we are going to hand over to Zoe and Roz now, who are going to give us some words of wisdom. Sam, why don't you kick us off?
0: Okay, we are joined then by Roz and Zoe um, to talk about preparing for graduation and that transition from being a student to entering the working world. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So we'll start with you, Roz.
2: Yeah, um, I'm Roz, I went to university in Portsmouth um, with Vicky, I did journalism with English Lit and I now work as a marketing assistant um, for a small tech company in Portsmouth
3: still. That's
0: Brilliant, nice, and Zoe?
3: Hi, um, so I went to EA with Sam, studied international development and media and now I work for the energy Trust in marketing and comms as well.
0: You work in Canary Wharf, don't, don't you? Zoo? Just like work in the
3: wharf, yeah. Um, surrounded by bankers and very, like, seemingly powerful people. But uh, um, the energy saving trust is there because it's got a, it's got a very energy efficient office. So there we are.
0: Don't you work so, like, on like the second floor of the tallest building in the UK? It's actually
3: six. And oh. I, it's that's not horrible. the tallest building it's like we're tired by the HSBC building I think I don't know if I got those letters right but um <laughs> that's our view out, out the window so um I like whenever I get really bored I look and just look into their offices and you can see like the men's toilets so um that's my point of reference there that's the dream yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> can't see in the cubicles, like, you, you can see them, okay. like, watching their hands. <laughs> I'm not that much of a creep. Like.
0: That's a great way to introduce yourself to the audience. I like to look into the men's toilets when I get bored at work.
3: Yeah. It's um, not bias. Like, if the female toilets were in view too, I would look at them, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're going to talk about preparing for graduation. Um, and then for the uh, transition into the working world. Um so you guys, when when did you both graduate? Let's just get a read of that.
2: I graduated 2017 for my undergrad, and then I went back to do a master's in digital marketing and would have graduated yesterday.
0: Oh Ooh. yeah. Oh bless you, rose
2: <laughs> But it was
3: cancelled, but it's fine. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. That's crazy. Um congratulations, Ross. <laughs> I- <laughs> Graduated in 2018. It took me a while to work that out.
0: Um, I was going to say, if you can't remember, you've probably got a, you got a mug somewhere with it on. Um, yeah, that will say class of 2018. Um, so you guys have been in the working world for a, a couple of years now. That's right. Um, so you've started to get a flavour of what it looks like to um, make that jump from being at uni to then ending up um, in the working world. And I guess kind of one of the Places that I'd like to start, and I'm going to come to you first, Roz. Um, I'm just going to give you a time machine. Um, and whereas you might like to go and see far off lands in the future or in the past, um, I'm going to say that you're going to go back uh, two, three years um, to go and chat to undergrad Ros, Roz, uh, and you're going to tell her what she needs to know about making that transition from graduate or undergraduate life to graduate life where you're working in the real world what would you say to yourself?
2: I would say, do not fear. You do not need to fear the future. I spent so much time like almost being overwhelmed by just worrying about what I was going to do. Cause I didn't really have like a clear plan at the time. Um, but I would tell her like things work out. Ultimately things work out. Like trust that the Lord's moving. Like even if you're confused and that you don't know what like direction or route he's taking you to, um, it's okay if your future doesn't look like how you planned it to be. Um, just in, just keep inviting God into the conversations um, in your life, um, and just like ask for His will to be done. And don't be afraid to ask for specifics. Like God's the creator of the universe, and he like loves to come in close and really cares about like what's on our hearts. So um, yeah, w- bring whatever you have. like I had a lot of fear. So, I would say bring that fear to the Lord. Like, don't run away from Him, just get deeper into Him. That's what I would tell my undergrad was. Nice. Okay. That's really
0: good. Um, what about you, Zoe?
3: Um, I think for me, a huge thing is not to feel like I have to rush to do it all. I think there's so much pressure to go out there and like establish yourself. And like, you've got your degree and I like, what are you are gonna do, like, how are you gonna use it? Um, but it takes so much time. And I think we are really bad at sort of pacing ourselves and giving ourselves time to grow into that. Um, so like, you don't have to do it all at once. Life isn't about ticking the boxes. And really ask yourself, what is it that you want to do? Not what should you be doing? Um, and how are you gonna get there? Because um, I think, like, I'm sort of taking time to work that out now. Um, like, I know that I'm really passionate about social injustice. Like, that's always been a huge part of my faith and my degree. Like, I did international development. Um, but you know, just because that job sounds like what you should be doing, is it what you want to do? Because that's really important. Um, and don't feel guilty about that. Um, so yeah. I think that's what i would tell myself like don't rush and what do you want to do and how you going to get
0: there yeah yeah it's really good and i guess kind of um with that patience um you'll have a clear idea in your mind of like maybe what it is you want to be doing one day um, yeah. and that could be like 10 15 20 years but then i guess the kind of like the immediate short term of like one year two year three year might be a bit more murky of like okay i, I know where i want to be but how I want to get there, I suppose, is a different story. Um, so, kind of then, like, what were the things that so maybe like surprised you or shocked you most, Roz about having to to go from being at uni to then stepping into the working world?
2: Um, probably, I don't know. Like you, like when you're a student, you you're kind of like in like a student bubble. You're like, I'm studying. I'm part of a student community. Like the world's my oyster. <laughs> i can do anything and i kind of took that attitude like into the workplace and um sometimes okay it like people didn't look down on on me for that attitude but people would kind of be like you know like mm, girl like they've been in the game longer than me like i i i i feel like there's was a kind of like a hidden pressure to kind of like conform to what everyone was kind of feeling and i just i don't know i i had to kind of just be true to like who God did call me to be and kind of, you know, like um, just be okay with being the really, really positive one. Um, uh, I think there's a place for that. Definitely. Um, I just, yeah, I just was really convicted to just be who God called me to be. Don't get discouraged. If people don't understand, like that's okay. Just like work hard for the Lord. Mm. Um, Just Keep him at the forefront of your mind. Like don't worry about all the, yeah negative stuff that might come your way just Um, yeah that was a big wake-up
0: call nice um and then for you Zoe because like I guess so so Ros you you stayed in Portsmouth that's right isn't it
2: yeah
0: so with you Zoe you at Union Norwich and then had to to move to the smoke to London Did 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 that kind of affect the transition? And was there anything about that that particularly shocked you about having to move cities?
3: I guess, I think it doesn't matter where you are. There's always going to be that culture shock of stepping into work compared to university, and that's so tiring. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. Doesn't matter Mm. like it's a really high intensity job or like no matter what sector you're in, it's going to be so different to studying or so different to like what you're doing at uni, and that's I think that's okay. Um, but nobody tells you. Like there is no real the way that at university there's always gonna be like um so much support out there, like even if it's not like from a Christian union, it could even just be like uh you know like the student union like there there are outlets there to let you know it's okay to feel XYZ but there's not really that same outlet to let you know like it's okay to feel exhausted, it's okay to be so confused. Like using even Microsoft Outlook for the first month (laughs) like um (laughs) and I think you know like there's a pressure to get that right but also as a Christian um it's not just like your working life but also in your spiritual life as well and that's going to be affected um and like I think again my shock was yeah, working life, but also my spiritual life was affected because suddenly, you know, like I have a commute and I'm really tired and I just can't stay up late and I yeah. can run to see you that week and go to Life Group the next week, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I like God totally recognizes that. And, you know, you have to allow yourself to breathe and take the time to work that out. Um, yeah. You're not going to be amazing straight away in all of these aspects like you're gonna grow into it um so I think I put so much pressure on myself from my first start that like oh I'm meant to be really good at this like I'm meant to be really passionate at this and um I guess my body wasn't like, <laughs> like equating to what my heart was trying to say so yeah. I think like just give yourself a lot of grace and peace because God's going to be doing that for you in that time as well yeah
1: to jump in with a question for you Zoe so with Roz obviously you stayed in the same city so you didn't change churches did you, you stayed at the same church that you were at as an undergrad for you Zoe I'm guessing you've had to change churches mm-hmm. how do you then invest in a church community in a whole new city and you also throw in the fact that you've got a new job
3: new lifestyle <laughs> how did you manage that <laughs> I don't know, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I was lucky that not everything was completely new. I moved in with a girl that I knew from uni. Um, and, I mean, London is so big, and it's so interesting in terms of its sort of Christian communities there, because you have so much choice. Um, and. It really took time for me to just keep exploring whilst I was trying to progress my work and settle in a city as well. Um, I went along to a church that my housemates were going to and I felt, it, I just knew it wasn't right for me. Like I just didn't really agree with like a lot of what their sermons were based off. It wasn't challenging me enough. Um, but I, like I stayed there just for convenience for a while um but then I once I like settled down a bit more in January I like decided to go to another church and I stuck that out I really enjoyed it and they were just so welcoming and it was just you know you know you just know when you, you know when you know it just feels right um and yeah like it's it makes such a difference um whenever you find that church and you you have that place to go to every Sunday like that you know, your routine and um, it, I kinda, it, like, it gives you more of a rest in your head like going to church using that as like being proactive in your Sabbath is really important whenever you're working like you have that today to focus on God so yeah and um, it took time but you do get there. Yeah.
0: So then off the back of that and I guess it's a question for you as well Roz so what kind of role does community play So, we can talk about the church community, small groups, whatever. Um, What role does that play in sort of aiding you in that transition from being a student to being a a, a young professional, I suppose?
2: Yeah, um, for me, like, church community played a really important role. Like, I love being around church community. Um, But, like, when I graduated, like, two years ago, um me and my close friend molly who also works for fusion um, hang, and look, I hang on a minute
0: with. hang on a minute zoe jump in
3: yeah me and me and molly go way back we went to secondary school together no way what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> i was gonna wait to spring Small. that during wow. the podcast.
1: just oh, oh my well. gosh i live with her that's
2: crazy <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> But yeah, so me and Molly, we saw a real gap in our church community for those that were transitioning out of university and then into working life um, that weren't students and then weren't married because that was the kind of season that we were in. Um, but instead of like waiting for it to happen, we kind of like approached our small group leadership team and were like, we have an idea for a small group for this age range. And and then eventually we got like a bunch of millennial like weirdoes <laughs> that loved Jesus. <laughs> Um, And we're we're just able to like navigate like working life together and we were able to multiply and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, church community play like a really important part of that. Like my church has always like really been great in like seeing potential in people and like letting them like work out their callings and giftings and stuff so yeah if if someone that's watching this like you already have a young adult community of workers that are already trying to navigate the nine to five that's amazing like get plugged in like serve and show up but alternatively if you see a gap like that doesn't exist then create it like be the solution to a problem Um, yeah we didn't realize like how many people were craving that community as well so yeah that's kind of how important that played a part
0: that's, that's incredible. That's, that's such a cool picture. It's been painted of like um, how when people go through this sort of progression, they end up in this place of like needing community. And it takes someone, doesn't it, to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to sort something out. I'm, I'm going to make something happen um, so that we find some kind of, yeah, real community. Vic, have yeah. you got any more questions?
1: Um, I don't have any questions on that I just I, I've i had a, a little sneaky behind the scenes of seeing how that small group worked and one time I went down to Portsmouth to see it and just like felt like a little tag along just watching it and actually it was really cool because we felt a similar thing um, I'm based in Sheffield and we felt a similar thing in Sheffield there does seem to be a little bit of a gap if you're not kind of married young family um you yeah it's hard to know where you fit so I just echo what ross said if, if you're in a position where you actually like i want to start something like someone's got to start it why shouldn't it be you so do that alongside your your church leadership and, and get something going so yeah
0: so good nice um i guess another question that i, I kind of want to ask you now then um is So I'm hoping that there were some students listening to this, um, or, well, I suppose, ex-students now, who would have graduated this summer, or graduated in inverted commas. Um, One of my students, and I know know Vicky, you've been in touch with her as well, um, hosted her own graduation in the back garden with her family. Mm -hmm. um, And invited um, some of her friends to watch Socially Distant. Um, And then her, her, what was it like, her dad was the master of ceremonies Mm. Um, and then performed the speech um, there was a full itinerary of, um, of <laughs> the day's events so maybe you could graduate that way if you wanted to um, but for students who are in that position of kind of uh, they're about to start work um, potentially in like a lockdown um, uh, scenario a kind of socially distant manner if they're working from home is there any advice that you guys and, and, and I think I'll open this up to you as well Any advice that you would have for students in that specific situation of maybe starting work in a different way?
1: I'll uh, I'll jump in. So I started, started not to work entirely, but I started a new job two weeks before lockdown within Fusion. Um, So I went from a role that I felt very comfortable with, kind of a lifestyle that I felt very comfortable with, to completely changing my job going a completely new sector to and then you throw in lockdown as well and it's just it was crazy and I think for me like one of the most important things in terms of rhythm and, and routine well first of all have a rhythm and routine especially with the start of lockdown when you you couldn't go out it's different now but um having to have a similar thing every single day or every single week that you stick to is really key and I found like with me um i don't know if it's the same with you guys with like having to travel to work or whatever i had to get up at a certain time and was really busy in the mornings and just felt quite full on and then you have things in the evenings and actually life slowed down um and there was like disciplines that i learned in in the slowing down that as we're easing out of lockdown i'm not really looking to drop um so things like having quiet time in the morning with God every day and not putting too much pressure on what that needs to look like. Sometimes I, you know, read the Bible. Other days I read like a Christian book. Other times it's slowly doing my makeup with worship music on. Like it's not all some kind of holy moment that lasts an hour, but that kind of rhythm of like, I'm starting the day with God, even if it's while I'm putting my bronzer on. So that's, that's what I would say. Nice,
0: <laughs> I like it about the other two then so some of your working from home tips for for Christians who may be starting new jobs at this time
3: yeah Um, I really like echo what Vicky said about sort of taking advantage of the situation and gosh like there's some like really good benefits in the fact that like you do have you don't have your commute and stuff um, but do have your routine down I think like the biggest thing is that you don't I mean for me I'm such an extrovert so like I don't have the people in my office to bounce off and I soon find myself like just like really losing uh, motivation and inspiration it feels like a far longer week than um, than doing a working week in the office um, but I like really been sort of taking more intentional breaks where I just like will take 10 minutes to pray and reset my sort of what my intentions are, like my work, like if I give that up to God, it feels like, okay, or if I give this situation, this really stressful situation that I'm in this week up to God, like I'm no longer in charge of it. I'm no longer responsible for it. Like God has got it over me um and that's been really really nice because I know like I definitely wasn't doing that um I mean there has been some situations at work where I've been like literally having my hand out under the table like in a meeting praying for the holy spirit being like get me out of this (laughs) it's sort of um yeah like finding more time to like lace god into your day that otherwise people would have been there um and, like, I really believe that God, like, uses people to speak to you anyway. So, like, in encouragement and stuff. And I have, like, some really supportive friends in the office. So, instead of using them, just go directly to God.
0: <laughs> right. That's pretty good. Yeah. What about you, Rose?
3: Um, Yeah, I would say all of what you guys have
2: said. Um, Like, I used to use, when I was commuting... Um, I would use my like 45 minute bus ride to like, just talk with Jesus because I'm awful at mornings. Like I still am awful at mornings. Sometimes I'll roll in late to my virtual standup still. So like, it's still like a lot of like learning curve and learning processes. But now that I work at home, like, like you guys are saying, I'm able to like pause for a minute for five minutes and have like a worship break or something like that. Um, and there was this, um, phrase in this book that I was reading, um, where this guy talks about making your workstation your worship station and so now that i am basically working home alone and everyone's out i can blast like music out when i'm feeling really stressed at work and then get back to it so yeah you're right like taking those breaks are really like really useful really helpful but yeah
0: that's really good and i'm glad that you mentioned books there roz because the last thing i want to ask you guys is um have you got any recommendations of books podcasts other bits of media that you found really helpful um for kind of speaking into an environment of, of the working world this is again a question to everyone
3: i mean there's that classic book that everybody's really reading right now so i feel like it's almost like an obvious thing to say but um I, I never actually remember the name of it. It's not a hurry book by John Mark Coomer, the right?
1: The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry.
3: Exactly, yeah. It's it's actually been great. I've always said, like, it's so important to establish a healthy, like, work relationship with yourself. And because if you, if you go into your, like, early 20s, like, into this really stressful environment, like that's and like a stressful job and you put those pressure on yourself, that's not gonna suddenly stop in your thirties, right? That's gonna continue. And um establishing that soon on is really important. And that book really helps and really puts things in perspective. I feel like if you can learn from his mistakes, like and take on his advice, it really helps. And it's really helped me throughout lockdown sort of strike that balance a bit better.
0: Hmm. Yeah yeah. So we've got the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Homer. Any more we want to throw into the ring?
2: I read um, "God at Work" by Ken Costa. Cool. About like finding purpose at work, and the guy who wrote it, it's like a investment banker and financial advisor, wrote over five years, uh, thirty-five years, and he his book was really really great. and then other than that, I did a load of U-version Bible plans before I worked. Like, I literally, like, went through them, like, tell me everything you know, because I just was really nervous about going into working life. Um, and then podcast-wise, I listened to um, the She Podcast by Jordan Lee Dooley and Girls Night with Stephanie May Wilson. They have loads of, like, women on the show that, like, are navigating, like, careers and finding purpose and calling and stuff like that so they were really um encouraging to listen to um when i was like going into working life because they have some great advice but yeah they're oh, about
0: that's good um someone ros and i don't know who um has signed me up for stephanie may wilson's email list um <laughs> which means that um a couple of times a week i get an email into my inbox that tells yeah. me how to live my best life as a single woman um, <laughs> And I don't know who's done this. I've been through the full list of all the likely candidates nobody's owned up. If you're listening and you sign me <laughs> up to Stephanie May Wilson, um, please come forward. I'm not angry. I just think it's hilarious. And I want to give you credit where it's due. Um, angry.
1: So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm disappointed.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm well versed in Stephanie Mae Wilson, Rob. Yeah, um,
1: she's great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Vix,
0: have you got any more suggestions?
1: Yeah, I have one. That Oh, two, actually. Two books. Um... So the first one, similar to the John Mark Kramer one, but it's called To Hell With The Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly, sim- similar thing in terms of like boundaries and, and work and stuff. But I love the, the preface is actually by his wife, who is like the sweetest person. And then uh, you listen to what she's saying and like, it's so powerful. So she basically named the book To Hell With The Hustle. And lots of American publishers were like, can you say that isn't that like a curse word and um and she was like well to hell with the hustle she was like work is a form of worship you can use your work as worship so why are we hustling she was like to hell with the hustle like it was just so good so i really enjoyed that um and the other thing the other one is i can't remember the name as in the author of it but it's the boundaries book um all about work life boundaries um maybe we can link it or something but it's that's also really good um it's just good principles for life not just work but including work nice
0: cool um so it's interesting you mentioned jefferson bethke's book there as well so both he and john mark homer um realized they were writing very similar books and so came together and did a podcast themselves also good um which is a fantastic, I've listened that through twice, that that podcast series that they did. It's so good, Um, so I'd recommend that. So we also have a couple of things as Fusion, um, which we offer to people in your situation if you are uh, moving into the working world this, uh, this, this autumn, this summer. Um, we have some videos that we're currently recording um, that will help you prepare for graduation. Um, there'll be a couple of members of our team who will uh, uh, run through some of the content that we've developed over the summer. Um, we've run it in a couple of sessions, um, but we're now putting it into a video form so they will be available and also we have a resource called rooted um, that was developed in tandem with the uh, uh, london institute for contemporary christianity uh, you can find that uh, on our store we'll have links in there in, if you're listening on youtube um me on youtube then the links will be down below um you can go and buy a copy of rooted which helps you to think about um the transition from um university life into into working life i was and i'm proud of this i was the first person to ever do rooted um with my student worker Tom, shout out Tom, if you're listening, well, um, it got, it got, it got piloted in, in Norwich, I think, I, I think that's right, if I'm wrong, this is going to look bad for me, <laughs> um, but um, I think that's right, so I can recommend it. it is £2, mm. right, a meal deal is going to cost you £3 and you'll have a lot of them in the working world, so you yeah. could spend £2 less than that yeah. to get ready for the working world. Um, Amazing, guys, this has been um, a really enjoyable uh, uh, chat, just to think about some of the stuff that you guys have encountered and, and, and found to be particularly prevalent in that transition. Um, so we just wanna bless you, uh, for, for thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, Zoe, would you would you pray for us to finish and for all those people out there who are about to move from university into the working world? Sure,
3: yeah. Um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for that. Um, can guide us and you give us a sense of purpose and lord i just pray into that i pray for all those people who know what they want to do lord i pray that you'll be able to help them establish their plans and give them opportunities i pray for those people who maybe don't know what's coming next lord i just pray that they can come to you uh, with an open heart and an open mind knowing that you will establish a plan for them lord Um, i thank you for guiding us and looking out for us and giving us the best intentions, Father. Amen.
0: Brilliant. Thank you guys so much. And um, friends of Molly, which we appear to be, um, <laughs> um, it's been amazing. Guys, if you've enjoyed this, listening um, or watching on YouTube, remember to, uh, I've always wanted to say this, give us a like and give us a subscribe. Um, turn
1: on the notification bell.
0: <laughs> and that, oh, I, don't, I don't think I'm pointing the right way there. Whichever way. we're around just, here. <laughs> um, remember to do that, um, and tune in for the next episode of the Fusion Podcast.